Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. You had one job. You got Duncan one Robinson. job, Duncan Robinson. <laughs> yes. All right. You had you you didn't get invited oh, to no parties this weekend. <laughs> Nobody know your name yet. It's time to make your name. It's time to make your name. Let's go. Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one? This all goes, and I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you? Welcome to the Daily Ding, live from All-Star Saturday Night. I'm your host, Dave DeFore, joined by numerous contributors to The Athletic. we got Scott Agnes, your Indiana Pacers beat writer. we got Omari Sankofi. Did I say that right? Kofa. we got Omari Sankofa, <laughs> your Memphis Grizzlies beat writer. And we've got Gina Mizell, your Phoenix Suns beat writer, who is probably tired of talking to me this weekend. Guys, exciting Saturday night. Start with the skills competition, which I know is everyone's favorite event. Actually is my favorite event. Uh, Bam Adebayo was... Why? Because it's fun. Okay. These guys are actually competing against each other, and it's a little bit more they relaxed. They did look like they were trying. I will give you that. But it's still... I feel like it should be an eighth grade What makes it better is the bigs being in it. Because yes. the bigs really, truly try. They don't take it for granted. <laughs> yeah. But but also, like, there's this thing where you're going one-on-one against a guy, and you're not highlighted. So I think it's a little bit more relaxed. Whereas with the dunk contest, three-point contest, you can see these some of these guys tighten up a little bit. You could tell with that, too. And I was talking to Domanis Sabonis afterward, and he was like, dude, I didn't even practice. I <laughs> technically could have practiced the day before, early in the morning. No chance I was getting up to do that. But um, he his biggest concern of the night was the passing. I was not concerned for him with the passing. I thought it'd be the three-point shot, and we see two guys, two bigs in the finals, both of which who have tempted very few three-pointers this season and in their careers. Yeah, but Bam Adebayo had the worst odds in Vegas. And Domas was second. Right, and I just have to wonder... Do the people setting these odds not watch basketball? Like, there's nothing that these guys are doing that they don't do every single day. Well, here's day. the thing. Bam hit uh, three triples to win, and he had only hit one three-pointer this entire season, I right? I think that's what it was. Yeah. That's why the odds are too They think they can't finish the job. Right. Like, most bigs can't pass and shoot. <laughs> you know, you usually get one or the other, or you do both at, like, you know, just a moderately good level. Uh, Sabonis obviously can do both at a pretty high level, but Bam, he has he has touch, but, you know, and I'm sure he will emerge as a good three-point shooter, but uh, I'm, I'm sure Vegas probably looked at that one stat, like, oh, he only has one three-pointer, and that's the big advantage for him, though, is he's fast, and he was showing his speed. I mean, in, in the full-court dribble, like, he was leaving guys, and, and I, maybe he was trying harder than they were. Uh, but that, I thought, gave him uh, quite a bit of an advantage. And it was impressive how all the bigs won the first round. They all yeah. advanced. Chris Middleton was the only guard or wing, if yeah. you will, that continued on after the first round. Yeah, and then he lost to Sabonis when he mishandled the ball, which I wouldn't have thought Sabonis handling the ball in the open court would be that reliable, but he, you know, he did we all right. We see that every once in a while. Yeah, he did all right. Not as much as you need to. But. Okay, so speaking of shooters, uh, and I, Gina, I know that you were pumped about this. Devin Booker in the three-point contest – just comes right out of the gate and blows the doors off. And yeah. I mean, we watched that, and I'm looking over at you, 
And you were telling me earlier that that guy needed a break so bad. Mm -hmm. He looked so tired. Mm -hmm. He didn't look tired there. No, he he looked like a guy who was re-energized. And I I mentioned that this morning, too, that you could tell that, you know, maybe he took Thursday just to hang out and then flew over here on Friday and felt recharged to be here. But, no, he came out, scored 27 points, hit both of those new Mountain Dew money balls, which he didn't even know existed this morning. I was like, what do you think of the new rules? And he's like, what is the new rules? So didn't even know those new balls were there. But uh, scored 27 points, scored 26 in the uh, in the second round, and then uh, Buddy Heald obviously comes out and, and basically beats the buzzer with having to make that final shot to beat him. Gina, it's funny you said that. Um, by the way, Rob Lopez Rob chiming Lopez. in real quick. It's um, a party. I went like down post game and I was I asked Buddy Heald what he thought about that, and he said I didn't even care to do it. He said I was focused on the five racks. There These you guys go. didn't care. Yeah. For it. Well, yeah. here's my theory. I think that these guys, the guys that were already in the contest, practiced, mm-hmm. right? Like they, they maybe Booker don't did not practice because he didn't know he didn't he needed to. And I wonder if that was an advantage for him. He he didn't have time to work himself up mentally to be nervous about it. And you notice the, a lot of the guys first first rack and a half, they're a little tight. Guys didn't hit a lot of shots to start in in the first round. You know, they their legs weren't under them. You know, they were feeling it out. And Booker came out hot from the jump. And then Buddy Heald at the end just catches fire. It was I mean, awesome. It should be noted, Buddy Heald had a pretty good first round, too. Uh, you they know, tied, gonna, yeah. Him and Booker gonna, tied. It was 27 for both of them, and then Davis Bertons, Bertons had 26. 26. So they were, Who I mean, was my they pick were, to win? And they were the clear favorites. Everybody else didn't even I, hit 20, I'm I don't gonna think. I'm going to have to retroactively edit all the podcasts where I said uh, Davis Bertons was going to win the three-point contest. I got to delete tweets. I even said, <laughs> it, why have a three-point contest if Davis Bertans is not in it? Buddy Hill was my pick because Buddy Hill has a swagger to him that you know, he has like that like Nick Young kind of you know, like irrational confidence swagger, except he's obviously uh, a much better shooter. A real good shooter, and, yeah. And, and, and when you have that, like it just bodes well when you're in like actual comp- competition. Uh, I mean, I think all these guys were good enough to win it for sure, but Buddy Hill just has that extra like swagger to him that's like, okay, I feel like this guy's going to clutch it out, and that's what ended up happening. By the way, Buddy Hill, 6-1 to one to win. So didn't have the best odds to win, but you know made money for people. Here's my one thing about the three-point shootout. I want to see them value quality, the efficient shooters. Mm. Because you could tell if you go look at the stats of the guys that were included, all of them are high-volume shooters. Not necessarily the best. Several of them, 36 37%. And you, and you have other guys like George Hill, like Doug McDermott, shooting 44%. They weren't even invited. Right. And the one thing I would say is I would like to see them take the the big the Mountain Dew balls out of the regular rack. They need to back them up a little bit because I didn't think that was quite deep enough to make it much of a challenge for these guys. And I, what I would do is I would do the full minute to do the five racks. And then I would say, now there's the two shots, and you got 10 seconds to get them both off. Yeah, just you know, leave it. Just leave it the, the, the three-point contest alone. I like the deep shot. Omari, I it was somebody's good... making, paying a check. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's Mountain giving you Dew's got to get You're that money. Turn it down. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I thought Mountain Dew did a good job of spending the money to, to add that shot. I, I think that's a good addition to the three-point contest. The fact that the players didn't even know the ball was there just shows that something got lost in translation. I didn't know it was there. I, I just see this random ball. I'm just cutting, like chilling. It's like, what's going on? Why do they change? the three-point contest every single year it's fine it's always been fine it doesn't need tweaks it's okay i agree with that i think that the nba a lot uh tries to fix things that aren't broken and and but tonight i thought was fantastic overall but we'll get there at the end because i really want your thoughts on the whole night but the thing that everybody really talks about for the nba saturday night uh at the all-star weekend the dunk contest 
and I feel like this was an all-timer. It was awesome. It was the second best dunk contest uh, in like Behind the last the Levine, 15 Gordon. years, probably for sure, just since I've been like watching it. Incredible. And, and by the way, Dwight's first dunk, it got 41, very underrated. He, I mean, he jumped in the air and was in the air and then turned his body. Like, that's incredibly difficult. I feel like Dwight, because that 2000, was that the, the 2008 or 9 dunk contest when he was first Superman? I think he was, like, being judged against his past self, basically. Like, we've seen Dwight do some absolutely insane things. Uh, who cares if he's in his 30s now? Like, yeah, it's can, 10 years ago. More. more than 10 yeah, years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so I like I, th- I think that kind of worked against them a little bit. Yeah, I, I was unimpressed by by the the other dunk with the alley oop over the backboard, but but the real like story of this was that Derek Jones Jr. and Aaron Gordon went head to head. Their dunk off that was magic. They ran out of dunks. They had so many dunks that they ran out of dunks. And they were making the dunks on their first try. The yeah. only one that didn't early was the Aaron Gordon one where he, where he caught it in 360 with one hand. Yes. And the dunk itself was just so impressive that everybody immediately forgave him for not getting it off. And one thing I'll say about this contest, like on that same note, uh, we see a lot of contests where a guy will have this one dunk they have to do yeah. and they miss it five, six, seven times right. in a row and it sucks the air out of the room. That didn't happen tonight. Everybody was on their game. Like, I think it makes the event so much better when you have guys who can make it within two attempts. And I know that I think they used to have stricter rules as far as how many attempts you could get. But then it kind of had the opposite effect where it got a guy's head like, crap, I got to get this one. So anyway, like I thought that really helped the event go along pretty speedily is that everybody got it quick. A little bit of a missed opportunity being back in Chicago, not getting the free throw line dunk from one of these guys. I really think I like. They could have just sealed the contest with that. You were right beside me, and you just kept repeating that. Like, please, somebody do it. I mean, yeah. and, and these guys, there's no way they don't know the significance of the dunk. And, you know, like, there's guys down there. I actually heard some fans yelling, free throw, free throw, free throw. Like, that would have been a nice moment, especially, you know, being back in Chicago for the first time since 1988. But Derek Jones uh, tried. He just was a step in. Yeah, but and it was also the Tomahawk. He, he could have well, gone yeah. Statue of Liberty from the free throw line. That's true. That's also like like one of the most attempted dunks just in dunk contest history, period. But people don't do it anymore. Because nobody can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Zion can. Zion can do next it. Year. Sure. So next, next year. Next year. Maybe Ja. But yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm normally not a fan of gimmicks. I thought tonight the, the gimmicks that were used were, were pretty good. I, I thought mm-hmm. uh, the obviously dunking over Taco Fall. Uh, pretty big deal. Was the demise of Aaron Gordon, though, shockingly, <laughs> by losing by one point? That, that's right. Well, because he clipped it. Mm-hmm. And was, and was... They need to do a better job with the scoring. That's what bothered me the whole night, is how consistently 49s and 50s were giving out. Because, right. to me, if it's perfect, there should be maybe 150 dunk all night, or and at one or two. I mean, Aaron Gordon should have won after the 360 that we're talking about. Like, that should have been the walk-off. There were probably three dunks that that are like old school fifties. It was the it was the one that just blew up the gym. Yeah, and, that and been it. it was. I think Derek Jones Jr. had a couple where he yeah, went to a walk legs. off, right? Yeah, yeah. that opportunity. But yeah, so many fifties given out, you lose sight of that. And how about Pat Connaughton? Pat too? Connaughton with the 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 Billy Hoyle yeah. dunk. Here's yeah. what we need. We need giant iPads. I don't know what the biggest iPad is, and they just type in their score, and you could have points. So you could do a nine point seven, a nine point six. 
Uh, just let it's just like figure skating. Judges more autonomy over their actual score. Do we fly in the East Germans for the? How much are they probably colluding down there too? Like, <laughs> oh, right. So like you right. give a nine or ten. What, what are we well, doing? like wasn't D Wade who gave him a nine? And the, I yeah. mean, is he is he just going for for forty eight at yeah. the end? I read. I forget who reported it. And uh, one of them went went rogue and gave a nine instead of a ten. So I'm not sure who. Shay, I mean, it's got it. Sorry, D Wade, well, but it's got to be him, right? So let's, <laughs> the Pat Connaughton dunk. It looked unimpressive, the one that he put off the backboard. Yeah. Right? There's the one argument for replay. I'm anti-replay, as everyone knows. Uh, but on the replay, the gym actually was lackluster uh, response to the dunk itself live. And then we all watched the replay, and we're like, whoa, oh, okay. And then the gym blows up, and he obviously gets a, a nice score. Pat did a great job selling it early on. Right away, he go he trying to... Um, point towards the backboard like he hit it go check it out we all saw it and that evoked a yeah, lot there's of like a smudge in the backboard where the ball had hit or something yeah. like it's that it's also surprisingly hard to really see dunks as they happen live you know like we don't have a great vantage point obviously being behind the, the rim but even you know you have fans who are up here uh, you know you can't really see all the all the details like a dunk like Aaron Gordon's 360 I mean that's obviously amazing but yeah I think I completely missed that Pat kind of knocked it off the backboard and yeah just the entirety of the, the dunk was better so I think when you watch it live you definitely see the power to replay a little bit more than on TV so Swaggy P Nick Young he tweeted after the contest that that you actually need to have judges who are current players for the contest. How do you guys feel about that? I feel like there'd be a lot of politics. Yeah, I was yeah say, I for sure. Like You're going to go for your boys. Yeah. Also, I, I kind of want haters mm -hmm. as the judges. Yeah. So past winners who are not in the contest. This is my proposal. If you want to make a change to the dunk contest, you have to have won a dunk contest to judge the dunk contest. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't care present or past. What I don't like is the guy that's, I don't even remember his name, the guy that's brought out a pop, pop culture or rapper or something like that, whether it's Shaq, Dwayne Wade, or or current player. I wouldn't mind that. And I, I like the guys that that are that were participating tonight or that all-stars are that are here, and they're all just kind of in this corner. You can't see because I'm, I'm pointing towards the right. corner right now. And they're all, you know, got their phones out, and they're just ready to lose their mind rather than having to worry about, oh, I got to judge this. They're just here for the fun, and they're cheering for everybody at that Giannis point. I think living that, it up. Oh, no, it's, it's a fun. It, saw of his yes. facial reaction. Incredible. I like that at the end, generally the players are like toward the back and then they rush onto the court after. Like for like the last four or five dunks, they were just standing adjacent to like the rim basically. Yeah, it felt like Rucker Park. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. I, I thought that added to the to the event yeah. uh, quite a bit. Um, uh, news came out from the presser. Uh, Aaron Gordon said this is his final slam dunk contest. How many times was he robbed? You know. He twice. Was, he, twice, yeah. He, he was not robbed in 2016. Zach mm. Levine or Zach Levine was great. Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon were 1A and 1B. Uh, I think Aaron Gordon had one dunk late that was slightly better than a lot of Levine's, but Levine was also like effortlessly jumping from like the free throw line. That was 1A and 1B. I think he got robbed tonight for sure. Like the fact that he brought TikTokers onto the big court and distracted <laughs> everybody the from the dunk. That is we the did. worst gimmick of all time. Terrible. I thought he was going to join them and then go dunk. No, yeah. that was the only thing that didn't make sense to me. I'm like, why are all these people? Is that, is that when I'm old that I don't understand oh, yeah. all the TikTok <laughs> stuff? It was like they rolled a dumpster onto the court and then court and lit it on fire and that's all we could look at right and, and i actually didn't see it until the yeah. replay so no, nobody reacted no to aaron gordon's duck it got a 50 in spite of the terrible gimmick which shows how good he was tonight yeah uh okay so uh saturday night in general this was fun super fun yeah i enjoyed this a lot yeah. i like how the event like gained steam as it as it went on at first i thought eh, you know 
corporate crowd. It could be better. The three-point contest woke everybody up for sure. I liked it, but to me, it, it reinforced the fact this is a made-for-TV event because there was not much of an atmosphere, even yeah. as much as we talk about. There was not much of an atmosphere. I was like talking you to you guys. Yeah, I was like, I may have to like turn TNT on on my laptop and listen to the broadcast as I'm watching them dunk because you miss the you, like you you miss hearing them react in real time. Like this just doesn't quite uh, match that in real life. I'm gonna actually disagree with you guys. Mm. I think this is my favorite dunk contest I've ever seen because it's the only one I've ever been to. Yeah. I, I think it really, like, I, I normally would be out on this. I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. If I was at home, if I wasn't here in Chicago, I would not watch it. Really? And I would have missed out. Like, this was a lot of fun. And it part of it was being here. You know, like, you're sitting here with other people and you're locked in on it. You know, we weren't, I mean, we were tweeting jokes and stuff, but it was not like we weren't doing other things like you might be doing at home. I think this was a lot of fun. Yeah. One thing I wish they had done, I saw an old clip of, uh, I think it was J Jason Richardson or like 06 or something. They would dim the lights during dunks and mm. it was a little bit more, I guess, like atmospheric. I don't think they really did that tonight. So I wish they made it more of like a presentation. Like this is what you're paying attention to instead of like at the end. I mean, it was still fun and informal. It was great, but just play it up a little bit more. You know, let's get some more lights. Let's, let's, let's get some stuff. Let's really showcase this. A uh, little bit of news from today. Uh, Commissioner Adam Silver had a press conference, made a couple of announcements. Uh, but most important for this weekend is that they've renamed the All-Star MVP Award, the Kobe Bryant All-Star MVP Award. Uh, any any thoughts? Make, makes sense. Oh, 100%. It's a no-brainer. Four-time MVP, right? So, yeah, I think that was something that people – inquired about or like predicted would happen so yeah. it, when I, I actually was not in adam silver's press conference but when people were tweeting about that there's a covered something next to the him on the it was stage yeah it was pretty, it, him, yeah right? exactly sure. so but that doesn't mean it was a it's a bad gesture it means that yes this is exactly what should be done right, right. It was the first five the minutes of the press i got in uh slightly after it started but the first five minutes i believe were all about kobe so you know it had clearly been on on adam silver's mind that uh, you know kind of have that dedication ready to go and i mean it's, it certainly makes sense i mean i think of all the awards you can realistically rename it kobe's honor like i remember after he died people were saying rename the larry o'brien you know trophy yeah. to like the kobe show you know yeah change yeah. the logo yeah. i'm like are we gonna change the logo yeah. after every, every yeah. Dies? Right, right. Like, yeah but this was like that. i think the perfect way for the league to honor kobe's memory yeah i i tend to agree uh any any thoughts on the fact that uh commissioner silver said that they may have lost Four hundred million dollars in the whole China debacle. <laughs> we'll, leave that for, we'll leave that for a podcast where we got a little bit more time. Uh, thank you guys for waking up with us. Uh, we're all having a really fun time here at All Star Weekend. We are going to be back Monday morning with a recap of the game itself uh, for Scott Agnes, for Omari Sankofa, for Gina Mizell. I am Dave DeFore. Ding ding. Ding ding.